What is up, everybody? We hope you're having a great week today. We have some of our team here. How are y'all feeling tonight? We feel good? Very awesome. Well, hey, we've been in a series called Highs and Lows, and man, I cannot believe uh, how practical this has been. I've been using a lot of this stuff over the last few weeks and I feel like I could have a mirror right here and I'm talking to myself a lot. So I hope that you felt encouraged. I hope that you felt poured into. Uh, I hope I hope you felt inspired. And uh, so we've been talking about a lot over this series and tonight we're going to talk about how to learn from the lows. Uh, but before we get there, I kind of want to give a quick recap of where we've been. We've been talking about highs and lows and we've talked about how uh, last week we talked about how uh, the Highs in life are meant to elevate our perspective. They're meant to elevate our perspective, right? Uh, But we've also learned in the first week that highs and lows, they're a part of life. But what matters is our perspective. And if we're not careful, we can view life with such a small lens. We can just view the little picture in life where we are. So if you're in a valley, all you see in life is the valley, right? If you're on a mountaintop, all you see is the mountaintop. But what matters is our perspective, and more importantly, God's perspective, because God sees you exactly where you are. And so last week, we learned how to handle the highs. This week, we're going to talk about how to learn from the lows. Now, I can't move on without acknowledging 2020, all right? So what? Uh, really quick, from someone in here and in the comment section, when I say 2020, what comes to mind? Corona, what'd you say? COVID. COVID, anyone else? Elections, Elections. anyone else? Um, No jobs. No jobs. All right, comments. When you hear 2020, I want to know what you think about. And the the good, the, the chances are, is that it's probably not a positive word. Right? You think of 2020, you're not thinking of a positive word if you're normal. And if, hey, if you are in a high in life right now, Tell me your secret, all right, because I've, I've had some low moments in 2020. Uh, in fact, uh, years ago, a couple years ago, God told us to plant this church in 2020. And so what we did is we, we moved from Florida. We had amazing jobs, working at an amazing church, had amazing friends. And God's like, hey, I want you to plant a church. You and Stephanie, y'all are going to go plant a church, and we, it's going to be in September of 2020. And man, we were at a conference and it was like we were at camp. I mean, we were like, this is the greatest, right? Like nothing can stop us. So we pack up everything we own. We take our three kids who have never really seen Tennessee before uh, and we move up to Tennessee. We move in with another family, all right? One of those dudes is here. He runs all of our cameras and he does all this. We're still friends. I have no idea how this happened. We move in with another family who also had three small kids. And so we move up here. Man, we had hopes and dreams of starting the perfect church in the perfect location. We were coming. We're going to raise some money so that we could do it in an excellent way. Oh, we were, nothing could stop us. And then two days later, after 48 hours after we move, tornado comes and rips through the city and everything just kind of stops. And we're like, oh, it kind of feels insensitive to fundraise right now, right? Everyone's giving to Tornado Relief. We gave to Tornado Relief. We were able to help a family that literally lost everything. We were able to, to help them because of your generosity. Uh, and that was super cool. And uh, we were like, hey, we'll give it a couple weeks, let things die down a little bit, and then we'll hit the fundraising and we'll start building our lot. We'll have these parties. Everyone will, can come to this place. And then two weeks later, 
something called the coronavirus, came around us, and all of a sudden, all of those dreams, all of those plans, stopped. And you've probably had a similar experience in 2020. Man, this is going to be a great year, right? It's going to be an amazing time. And all of a sudden, something beyond our control comes in and ruins everything. And I remember for me, personally, I took that very hard. Um, I, I struggled with some pretty significant anxiety, very stressed. Um, we were also still living with our friends. And uh, it was a really dark time for me. I'm just going to be honest with you. Very low moment. I was a little mad at God. For God, why did you tell us to do this at this time? Makes no sense. This can't happen. And if, even if I wanted to get a job, I probably can't find a job because everyone's losing their job. And I started to panic. I started to worry. And all of a sudden, I find myself in, in a very low point in my life. Probably not the lowest point in my life, but close. You see, life is full of highs and lows. We've all been there. We've all gone through seasons where we've been in a low point, and, and honestly, the, one of the craziest things, and honestly, and we'll talk about this later, one of the best things of 2020 is everyone's there at the same time. We're not alone, but this has been a tough, tough time for you, for me, for your family, for your finances, and you might find yourself right now, as I'm speaking to you, in one of the lowest moments of your life. And if that's you, this message is for you. If that's you in this room, this message is for you. Because we can't waste the time that we're in right now. If you're in a low moment, we cannot waste it. We have to learn from the lows. But just like last week, we talked about there's some benefits and there's some dangers to highs and lows. We talked about the benefits and dangers of highs. I want to show you the benefits and the dangers of lows. The benefits is this. You're quicker to pray when you're at a low moment in life. Man, when you need God, you have no problem knocking on God's door. You know what I'm saying? And then the danger is you're slower to see the highs. It's so hard to see the highs when you're in a low. Another benefit is it draws you closer to God. We're really going to talk about that in a second. It's an amazing gift when we're in a low, that we get drawn closer to God. But a danger is it can drag you deeper and deeper and deeper into a low. If you're not careful, this season of life will eat your lunch. If you're not careful, you will get drugged down deeper and deeper and deeper. And we cannot let that happen. All right? The last benefit, you have a gratitude for the good things in life. It makes you, when you're in a low, it makes you really appreciate the good, right? But the danger is you have bitterness toward the bad parts because you don't like feeling the way you feel right now. And so if we're not careful, our perspective, our messed up perspective of the lows can really jack us up right now. But if we can learn from the lows, I believe that this part of your life, if that's you, can be one of the most defining moments of your life. All right, so we're going to jump right in. We're ready to go. All right, so here we go. How to learn from the lows. It's three easy, easy things, right? How to learn from the lows. First one is this. Remember where you came from. 
a lot of this is going to sound familiar tonight, just a spoiler <laughs> alert, all right? Remember where you came from. Remember where you came from. I feel like I'm talking to somebody right now. Remember when you were on the mountaintop. Don't forget it. Remember the views from the mountaintop. Because what did we learn? That highs and lows are seasonal. This is a season. Just like your mountaintop experience was a season, this is a season. And it's so easy to forget the mountaintop when you're in the valley. But remember where you came from. I love this right here. The darkness of your valley may hinder your sight, but it doesn't have to cloud your memory. The darkness of the valley, it might hinder your sight, but don't let it cloud your memory. Remember where you came from. It says this in Psalm 42. It says, my heart is breaking as I remember how it used to be. I walked among the crowds of worshipers, leading a great procession to the house of God, singing for joy and giving thanks amid the sound of great celebration. Why am I so discouraged? Here's, it's okay to be discouraged right now, too. It's okay that you're struggling a little bit. Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. Now I am deeply discouraged, but I will remember you. No matter how deep your valley is, no matter how dark this time is, don't forget God in this moment. Don't forget the mountaintops experiences. Remember where you came from. And I want to give you a challenge right now. I want you to write down one moment from the mountaintop. Even if it happened 10 years ago, I want you to write down. For me, man, the day I was, got married, mountaintop experience. The day we had kids, or our first kid, I love all my kids, that sounded bad, but <laughs> the day we started having kids, I, it was an awesome day. Remember those times. Don't forget it. The second thing is this. Embrace where you are. So remember where you came from, embrace where you are. Now, some of you don't like that I said this, okay? You mean I'm supposed to embrace the worst time of my life? Yes. It's exactly what I mean. Embrace where you are. Now, um, how many Disney fans do we have? Do we have any in the room, okay? Oh, yeah, baby. How many Disney fans are watching right now? I need you to comment below. What's your favorite park, all right? Uh, I would say mine is a toss-up between Hollywood. Mine's Hollywood Studios, actually. I'm just going to call it Hollywood Studios, my favorite park. I love it. We moved here from Florida, all right? And so we were two and a half hours from Disney. We had passes. We went anytime we had the chance. When we moved like, we took three days to move up here, and we, our first stop was at Disney World. We went to Animal, Animal Kingdom. It was a weird choice, but that's just what we did. Um, and we went to Animal Kingdom. It was great. Now, there is a, if, for those of you that don't have kids um, and you love Disney, kids change everything, okay? Um, while I still love Disney, it is a different experience going with a child than when you go uh, without children, okay? Now, here's what I mean by that. Kids get tired, and Disney is hot. Disney is expensive. Uh, it costs, I could buy a small country for the amount of money it costs me to eat at Disney, uh, and so we try to bring our own food, but since it's hot, 
You've walked several miles. Your kids have walked several miles. They're hot. They're hungry. They have not napped. And they get super, I mean, wild at Disney. You can have an amazing day at Disney with your kids, or you can have temper tantrums. We've had both. Now, I want to show you a couple pictures of our middle daughter, who is probably our most passionate child, I would say. Uh, So here's one picture of her, okay? (laughs) This is Ellie, (laughs) and uh, this was a while ago. She's a lot older now, and uh, this lady's judging us, it looks like. Um, And this is how it goes at Disney sometimes. Here's another picture. She's awesome. I mean, this look, she has no life in her eyes. She's so tired. And you can tell, it's her birthday. I didn't even realize that. And here's the deal. I've spent so much energy being frustrated at my kids at Disney because I'm like, how are you throwing a fit right now? You're at Disney. Like, it's the happy, it's literally the happiest place on earth. How is, how are you so sad, right? And I want to shake him. I'm like, do you not know where you are? You would have so much more fun if you just decided to enjoy it. You know, and they would fight, they fight you all the time. And here's the deal. If I just want to shake them and say, look where you are, embrace it. It's Disney, it's easy. I want to tell some of you watching today, if you would calm down, take a second, take a deep breath and breathe and embrace where you are, your life could change forever. Now, I'm not saying what you're walking through right now is Disney World. It's not. But embrace where you are. Learn from where you are. Learn from where you are. You see, you got to let God give you vision for your valley. You got to let God give you vision for your valley. But if you don't embrace where you are, You're not going to see the things that God is doing in your life right now. You know, I told you a few minutes ago that uh, when we first started this journey, we moved here, tornado hits, pandemic starts, which I feel like we're responsible for for some reason. (laughs) We come and all this stuff starts. It was dark. I called my counselor that I was seeing in Florida. I, I got to, I mean, Stephanie's like, you need to call Joe. And uh, I called Joe, and I'm telling I was afraid of everything. I'm like, I'm going to get it, I'm going to die. And then my kids aren't going to have a dad, and then my wife's going to struggle. Finding, like, crazy stuff, right? And uh, I was worried about the church, okay? This was supposed to last, y'all remember, this was supposed to last for two weeks. Y'all remember this? Here we are. And when two weeks ended and we were still locked down in a house, it shook me. How are we going to find a place to meet? Are we even going to get to launch this year? How are we going to have enough money to launch the right way? Uh, how, how was all of this? I mean, my, my vision was only focused on the problem. And I called Joe, my counselor. I said, hey, I need to talk, man. And Joe began to ask me questions. We began to talk. And beginning in that conversation and some time I was spending with God at the time, my view changed drastically. And if if you're on our team, if you're in this room, you've heard me say a thousand times, there's never been a better time to start a church than right now. 
I believe that with my whole heart. Now, when this started, I was too focused on my problem. I was down in the dumps. I was depressed. I was anxious. And I could not have said that with a straight face. I would have been lying to you. But I'm telling you right now, God changed everything because I said, all right, God, you told us to do this. You don't make mistakes. You knew exactly what, what this world needed in 2020 in Sumner County in September. He knew exactly what he was doing when he called Oasis Church to start in this season. And man, I am so glad my perspective shifted because I am serious. There has never been a better time to have church. There's never been a better time for someone to come on the internet and speak some truth because people need it now more than ever. Everybody on earth has seen that they can't count on the things that they thought they could count on. And God's called us to plant this church right now so we can show people who they can count on. And when your perspective changes in your problem, you can go from being down in the dumps to being depressed to being to thinking about your problem. All of a sudden, that problem becomes something that God's going to use in a miraculous way. But you can't do that unless you embrace where you are. God is doing something in you right now. Embrace where you are. It's not fun. This journey, there have been many times this journey has not been fun. But it's been exciting. There's a big difference. And a lot of times when, you, when something's exciting, it's a little scary. There's, there's an element to it that's out of your control. But man, I'm so glad I'm not in control of this boat. I'm so glad that God's got it. I'm so glad that I don't have to worry about all these things. I trust that God knows exactly what he's doing. Embrace where you are. Trust that God knows what he's doing. Please. Craig Rochelle, one of my favorite pastors, leaders, he says this, you might meet God on a mountaintop, but you get to know him in the valley. You might meet him on the mountaintop, but you get to know him in the valley. And you can't get to know him the way you need to know him if you don't embrace where you are right now. It's okay to be there. Nothing wrong with being there. Embrace where you are. I'm telling you, my faith has been built a hundredfold because of this season. Yeah. I've seen God come through. We have, I'm standing in a place right now that we have to shoot all of our stuff in anytime we want. We've been able, God has provided every penny we could ever need. And then some, God has done exceedingly and abundantly more than I could have ever thought or imagined. And I, now I know that. But I wouldn't know that if this was all on the mountaintop experience. I know that now because I've experienced it in one of my darkest moments. You may meet God on a mountaintop, but you get to know him in the valley. You get to know his characteristics. You get to know how loving he is. You get to know how faithful he is. It's hard to see that when you're on the mountaintop. You have to go through the valley to see that. Remember where you came from. Embrace where you are. And I want you to prepare for where you're going. Prepare for where you're going. Because what do we know? We know highs and lows are seasonal. You will not be where you are forever. You will not be in the valley forever. One of the most quoted passages of scripture in the entire Bible, Psalm 23. And it says this, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil because you're with me. One of the most important things in that verse is this. I walk through the valley. Mm -hmm. That's key. 
Don't stop walking there. Walk through your valley. Walk through this low moment. Don't stop. Don't set up camp there. Don't do anything. You need to just take the next step, if that's you, and prepare for where you're going. Because if you don't stop, you're going to get to where you need to go. You're going to get to the mountaintop that you need to be at. But don't stop. Because here's what we know. We know that on the other side of this valley, there's something great. We know that on the other side of what you're experiencing right now it is a deeper understanding of who God is. Uh, it's a better of under understanding of who he is and his character. But prepare yourself because it's coming. I want to tell someone right now, the mountaintop is coming. Don't quit right now. I know quitting is convenient, it's easy, it's, it seems like the right thing to do, but that's a lie. Don't stop, prepare for where you're going. And where you're going is a life that God has for you that you couldn't even believe. It's an abundant life. Don't stop, prepare for where you're going. You're going to the mountaintop. Don't stop now. Keep walking, keep going. You know, we're, we're going to end this service Differently than we have before. We've, we're only six services in. We can do whatever we want right now, right? <laughs> um, and we've typically put worship at the front end of our, our uh, services. And you may have noticed t today we haven't done that. And, um, but I want us to, to listen to a song that I have had. I have no lie, and I'm like, I'm a seven on the Enneagram. If you didn't know, I can really get into stuff, all right? <laughs> Until something else comes along, and then I really get into that. <laughs> But one thing that's kind of been consistent during this season is a song called New Wine. Uh, amazing song. You're about to hear it right now. And this song is all about God using the times of your life that's hard and making something new out of it. And I believe that's happening right now. So I want us to just take a few minutes. I want you to hear this song. Stop what you're doing. Nothing is going to be more important than this today. Stop what you're doing and let God speak to you through this song. I promise you it's going to be amazing. And I want you to stick with us because we have just a little bit more at the end of this song. But let this song speak to you right now. In the crushing, in the pressing, you were making new wine. In the soil I now surrender, you are breaking new ground. So I yield to you and to your careful hand When I trust you I don't need to understand Make me your vessel Make me an offering Make me whatever 
want me to be. I came here with nothing, but all you have given me. Jesus, bring new wine out of me. In the crushing, in the pressing, I really, really hope that that song spoke to you. And I hope that that song prophetically spoke over you right now. God is doing something new in you. He is. He's not wasting this season. Man, he's, he's creating something new using this time in your life. He's creating something new in it. And here's what we know. Lows are meant to deepen our perspective. Highs are meant to elevate our perspective, but lows are meant to deepen our perspective. When you go through a low, 
man, your perspective changes on everything, but only if you can remember where you came from, if you can embrace where you are and prepare for where you're going. That is how your perspective is going to deepen. Let this season, let, uh, use this season to deepen your perspective. Here's what the Bible says in Romans chapter 5. It says, we can rejoice too. When we run into problems and trials, when we're in the low points in life, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. I want you to hear that. When you go through God's process in the valley, it's not going to lead to disappointment. I know that's hard for you to believe right now because all you've experienced is disappointment. But God's way does not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us. God loves you right now. He's a perfect, loving father. He loves you right now because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Here's the deal. Some of you watching right now, maybe you don't have the Holy Spirit within you that can help push you in the right direction when you're in your lows. Maybe some of you haven't made the decision to make Jesus the Lord of your life. And I, I hate to be the one to tell you this, but until you get that right, your life is going to be much harder. Your lows are going to be much harder. It doesn't mean that you can't get out of there. It doesn't mean that, but I'm telling you, you're never going to feel complete. Because the Holy Spirit is made to complete us. It's made to help us. He's called the helper so many times in Scripture. He's called the comforter, the Holy Spirit. And if you don't have Jesus, you're not going to have the Holy Spirit to do that. And so if that's you right now, today, in this moment, I want you to decide to invite Jesus to be the Lord of your life. And I don't need to convince you why you need him. You know why you need him. Your life is not perfect. You are not perfect. There's a hole in your heart that nothing else has been able to fill. Your marriage is not filling it. Uh, the things that you do to try to cope, they're not filling it. Your friends aren't filling it. Your kids aren't filling it. Nothing is going to fill it. Your job, no matter how much money you have in your bank account, none of that is going to fill the hole in your heart. But with Jesus, he can make you complete. He can make you whole. And tonight, I want to ask you to invite him into your life. I say this every week. Your circumstances might not change overnight, but your hope can change in an instant right now. So if that's you, in the comments, why don't you just, just tell us that that's the decision you want to make. I want you to text in the comments, follow Jesus if that's you, because we would love to follow up with you. If not, you can also text the number 94,000. You can text OasisTN to 94,000. You can fill out the form right at the top that says, I want to follow Jesus. Let us know. And if that's you right now, I want to invite you to, to say this prayer. This prayer is not magical. It's not special. It's really the heart that counts. And if you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life, I want you to pray this with me. Say, dear God, I need you. I'm not perfect. I cannot do this on my own. I invite you into my life. And in the best way I know how, I will live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, y'all make some noise for the people.
that gave their life to Jesus tonight. We're so proud of you. It's the most important thing you're ever going to do. I promise. It's amazing. And please text Oasis TN to 94000. Let us know you made that decision. We want to come alongside of you. We want to help you. We want to get you put in a group with other people that are normal, just like you, that struggle, just like you. Uh, and so you can learn this is not the perfect church, okay, because there's people in it, all right? And so... Uh, we're not perfect, but man, we would love for you to join this family so we can all do this together. We need to do this together. So text Oasis TN to 94000. We'd love to hear from you. And hey, next week, we got a little standalone message. We might have a little surprise up our sleeve, all right? And then the week after that, I am super excited. We are starting a new series. I told you a couple weeks ago, it's gonna be called Spiritual Gifts, like the, the things you send on text messages. But God's kind of blown that up a little bit and we're going in a new direction, but I'm telling you, it is gonna be amazing. I have high hopes for it. Uh, the Bible has a lot to say about being offended. And I, uh, sadly, some Christians are the most offended people in the world. We're gonna talk about that a little bit. So we cannot wait to see you next week, 10 o'clock, right here on Facebook or YouTube or our website. And uh, hey, if you couldn't make it at some point, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd love to connect with you there as well. But we'll see you next week. Y'all have an awesome week, all right? Love you.